0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأمياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته We live in an age a time where connections are valued. Human connections, social connections. So when it comes to our work and our business, we know that we have to network, we know that we rely on word of mouth, we have LinkedIn profiles, we go to networking events, we rely on references when applying for jobs, and so on. When it comes to marriage, Many times, families tell others, we look around, and when a proposal comes or if you come across someone who may be suitable, we often look for references as well. When it comes to even medical treatment, there was a report some time ago that talked about queue jumping and how that is a fact in the Canadian medical system, how connections are able to get people ahead when it comes to appoint, appointments, particularly with specialists and for important tests. So connections can get us ahead. But once the job is done, once our need is fulfilled, they are often forgotten. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also wants us to value our connections. But Allah Jalla does not want us to value our connections out of selfishness because we think what can they do for me and because I'm thinking about the future of what I can get from this connection what I can get from this person I'm going to value this connection but once I have received the benefit that I intended I forget about it so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want us to value our connections because of selfishness but rather Allah Jalla wants us to value our connections due to gratitude For what they have done for us and what they are doing for us. And the first connection, my brothers and sisters, that we constantly, we constantly and continuously need to value is our connection and our relationship with our Lord, with our Rabb, with our Creator, with Allah Azza wa Jalla. And the greatest way, the greatest way to value Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, to respect Him is to worship Him alone and not to ascribe any partners to Him. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, Allah wa la tushriku bihi shay'a. Worship Allah and associate nothing with Him. Worship Allah alone and do not associate anything with Him. Allah Azza wa Jalla also tells us, rabbuka anla ta'budu illa إيا. And your Lord has decreed, that you not worship except Him. And immediately afterwards, in two different verses, Allah Azza wa Jalla says, And to parents do good. And to parents do good. The connection of gratitude for one's existence For our very existence is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first Because He is our Creator And then our parents And both of our parents of course But there's special mention of our mothers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made special mention of motherhood And of mothers in the Qur'an Allah Azza wa Jalla says, "وَوَصَيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالدَيْهِ إِحْسَانًا." And we have enjoined upon the human being to his parents good treatment. حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُهُ كُرْهًا وَوَضَعَتْهُ كُرْهًا. His mother, his mother carried him with hardship. The human being, it could be he or she. But his mother carried the human being with hardship. But not just the carrying was with hardship. And that's not the only hardship that Allah Azza wa Jalla recognizes and highlights. But He says his mother carried him with hardship and gave birth to him with hardship. And the bearing, the carrying of this human being and the weaning, of this human being is 30 months. So Allah Azza wa has not just recognized the pain and the suffering that mothers go through carrying the child and then delivering the child. But Allah Azza also recognizes those important first months and first years during which the mother endures the most difficulty. And apart from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, apart from Allah azza wa jalla, only the mother knows what those 30 or so months were like. Apart from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only the mother she herself knows what those months and those years were like. Abdullah ibn Umar رضي الله عنهما, leading scholar from among the companions of the Prophet صلى الله عليه once saw a man. Imagine this, visualize this. Saw a man carrying his mother on his back and going around the Kaaba. This man was carrying his mother on his back and he's doing tawaf of the Kaaba. And there's no marble floors back then, right? Those nice floors that we have today, whatever, it's marble, I believe. Whatever it is, that soft, you know, material, it's soft when you walk on it. Alhamdulillah. It wasn't that. It wasn't like that back then. So he saw this man carrying his mother on his back, and he's doing tawaf on the Kaaba. And Abdullah ibn Umar says that this man, he did not complain. He did not complain or show any signs of annoyance. He is carrying his mother on his back and he's making a tawaf of the Kaaba, he's circumambulating around the Ka'aba, and he's not complaining and he's not showing any signs of annoyance. Rather, he kept repeating a line of poetry comparing himself to a camel. He looked at Abdullah ibn Umar and asked him. Whether by doing so, by doing what he was doing, if he had discharged his debt to his mother. What was his question? What I am doing, carrying my mother on my back around the Kaaba while doing tawaf and not complaining about it, not showing any annoyance. Have I discharged my debt to my mother? Abdullah ibn Umar anhu replied, No, you have not even paid back One twinge of the pain she felt when giving birth to you. La ilaha illallah. Not even one twinge, one one second of pain, one moment of pain that your mother experienced when giving birth to you, you have not even paid her back for that by carrying her on your back and doing tawaf around the car. So my brothers and sisters, by virtue of that connection, by virtue of this connection, The love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in the heart of our mothers is unmatched. It is unmatched. And because of that, or one of the reasons, may be that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned lifelong respect, lifelong care and duty towards our mothers. Even more so than our fathers. Even if she is not a Muslim, even if she is doing shirk, even if she is associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the most severest of crimes in the eyes of Allah, even then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this responsibility towards our mothers. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu relates that a man came to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Fakal, mana bi sibihasni sahabati, O Messenger of Allah, who among the people is most deserving of my good companionship? Good companionship. Right? Pay attention to the words. Good companionship. He said, Your mother. So Maman, he asked, Who well, then who? He said your mother. He asked again, then who? He said your mother. And then he asked for the fourth time, then who? And then he said, Your father. And this hadith is, uh, hadith is related by Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim in the Sahihain. I was just listening to the radio today and they were talking about a survey that 25% of Canadian moms say they would prefer a phone call from their children over flowers on Mother's Day. What does that tell us? What does that tell us? The most valuable and most appreciated thing More than material goods is time. It's time and good company. Exactly what the Prophet ﷺ recommended. That when it comes to good companionship, the most valuable time that you ought to spend, the best of your moments of your day and your week, not with your friends, not hanging out, right, but with your mother. The most precious of the moments The best of your time should be that which is spent with your mother. Yes, material things are important, material needs are important to fulfill. But sometimes we fall for this misconception, this misunderstanding, that we can trade time, we can trade time with material gifts and material things. And my brothers and sisters, that is not the case. Time and spending time with someone, taking time out from your busy life and spending time with your parents is one of the most valuable things that you can give to them. The Prophet ﷺ again was asked by a man, he said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, I want to go out and I want to join the army, I want to join the expedition, I want to join the military. And I have come to consult you. The Prophet ﷺ said, Do you have a mother? مِنْ Do you have a mother? He said, yes. The Prophet ﷺ replied, Stay with her for Jannah, for paradise is beneath her feet. Stay with her. You will get, you may be getting a huge reward for going out and defending your community and joining the expedition. But if your mother is alive, you stay with your mother, for paradise is beneath her feet. Meaning, if you gain her pleasure, if you're able to gain her pleasure, you get to Jannah. By serving her, by obeying her, and respecting her. Now most of us know all of this. Right? So what I've mentioned to you just now, is, is probably nothing new. You've heard about these hadith, you've heard about these teachings. Of course, parents like to tell the children about these as well, right? you probably tell your own children as well. So these are not new. But even though most of us know, we have challenges living up to it. We may want to live by it. We may understand the importance. We may actually want to put it in practice, but we may be facing some challenges. And these are becoming more and more and more, unfortunately. We see two extremes. In my observation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. We notice two extremes. One is to ignore one's mother, disrespect her. And the other extreme is the mother, due to her love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given her, becoming overprotective. And interfering. And this can lead to tensions. Clearly, our mothers have their rights love and respect, good companionship, looking after them, not hurting them in any way, spending upon them, obeying them when it is about something good, and even after their passing, giving sadaqah, giving charity. With their, uh, in their name, performing Hajj and Umrah for them and making Da'a for them. And there's others as well. The children also have rights, right, to receive loving and nurturing care, to be given good up, uh, a good upbringing, good morals, good values, good manners, good teachings, particularly religious teachings. However, As much as we are taught to respect our mothers, and as much as our mothers have rights over us, a mother does not have the right to command something in disobedience to Allah and His Messenger وسلم. Actually, no one has that right. لَا طَاعَةَ لِمَخْلُوقٍ فِي مَعْصِيَةِ الْخَالِقِ That when it comes to the disobedience of Allah, there is no obedience to any other creation. And the Prophet ﷺ is very clear about that. There are examples, unfortunately, that we see, and this is why I'm mentioning this. In some cases, we find that this overprotectiveness, whether it's due to wanting attention, or out of jealousy, or whatever the reason may be, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. There are cases where parents, including mothers, become obstacles in their grown-up children, fulfilling their basic responsibilities towards their family, enforcing divorce unnecessarily. For a grown child, we're not talking about young children, so if there's young children here, you have to grow up first. Okay, we're talking about adult children. A mother also does not have the right to interfere with choices in permissible things, over which parents don't have authority. So it's not blanket permission to give any command and that the child, the grown-up child has to obey every single command. So permissible things over which the parents don't have authority. There's no right there to interfere, right? Clothing, studies, food, transportation, basic simple things. Yes, they can give advice. They can give advice, they can highly recommend and the child should try as much as possible to, to, to take that advice into consideration. But they cannot command in these matters in which the grown-up child has choice and to command and say you do it my way otherwise I'm going to make bad dua for you. You're going to disrespect me and Allah is going to be angry with you. It is not permissible To blackmail children in this way. Even when it comes to the choice of a spouse, can give advice, but cannot command. If the proposed person that the parents, that the mother especially is recommending, is righteous, and marrying them does not involve disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in that case, yes, of course, please go ahead and make every effort to take that advice. And make your mother and make your parents happy. This is highly commendable. Highly, highly commendable. I'm not trying to diminish its importance. However, technically it is not required. Technically, it is not required. And the reason, again, that I mention this is we find cases, more and more so, where there are obstacles being put in the lives of children who are trying to do the right thing. Who are trying to do the right thing, And yet, there are obstacles put in their path. Not for any legitimate reason, religiously legitimate, permissible reason. No. For reasons which are unacceptable. And this is something that should not be happening. So my brothers and sisters, the principle is that obedience to parents is obligatory on the child with regard to that which will benefit the parents. Okay. With regard to that which will benefit the parents and will not harm the child. There's a balance there. So it benefits the parents and does not harm the child. And with regard to that which does not bring them any benefits, meaning bring the parents any benefits, or which will cause harm to the child, the child does not have to obey them in that case. Again, one should try as much as possible to understand what the concerns are. And a lot of times when I'm talking to young people, or even spouses and they're having issues with one another. I say, one is the message that you're getting verbally that a person is saying. Okay, But pay attention to what they're saying or trying to say between the lines. That which they're not saying with their words, but what's motivating them. What is it that they're feeling that's causing them to react in this way or speak in this way. And a lot, of, a lot of times that can give us insights into what the actual issue is and what the actual problem is May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Yet regardless of the situation, even if it's a situation of, as I mentioned, our parents not sharing the same beliefs as us or even associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they must be dealt with kindness and patience and respect, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is very clear about this. When jahada ka 'ala tu shrik bi ma laisanak abhihi ilm, فلا تطيعهما. But if they both strive with you to make you join in worship with me, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is saying, others that which you have no knowledge, فلا تطيعهما. Then obey them not. Okay, so we read this verse, but don't stop there because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on. But behave with them in the world kindly. Behave with them how? Kindly. So even if they're encouraging you to associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is absolutely forbidden, even in that case Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, behave with them in the world with kindness. Okay? So any of these situations that I discussed, any situation which may be troubling, where there may be issues, there may be tension, that kindness must never go away. So even if we have to explain ourselves, sometimes it can turn into a debate, or take a position that makes our mother, our parents unhappy, and you may have the right to take that position, still you must do it in the best way possible. In the best way possible, which is the least hurtful, and the most respectful. My brothers and sisters, each of us have a very special connection with our mothers that must be preserved, that must be honored throughout their lives and even afterwards. Even afterwards, because our connection does not end when our parents pass away, but rather that is the time to continue that connection, continue making du'a for them, continue giving sadaqah in their name, Continue to try to perform Hajj and Umrah and also keeping the connections with the friends of our parents who are still alive. This is something that the Prophet has also enjoined upon us that your parents may have passed away, yet they have friends which are alive. You have a duty out of respect for your parents to visit as much as possible, whenever possible, the friends of your parents and keep that connection alive as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to honor our mothers every day of our lives through words and deeds. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the greatest of rewards to all our mothers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them and preserve them. May Allah azza wa cure them. Those who are ill May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Continue to guide them towards goodness And for those mothers who have passed away May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Shower his complete forgiveness upon them May Allah azza wa jalla Continue to bless them May Allah azza wa jalla Enlighten their graves And grant them the highest station in Jannah May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make us among those Who gain the pleasure of their mothers And who are awarded Jannah Ameen wa As you may know There is a great Tragedy currently unfolding in the town of Fort McMurray, Alberta. This is approximately 400 kilometers north of Edmonton. And a massive fire, 85,000 hectares, wildfire. Subhanallah. If you look at the pictures, I look at that and I and I just say, Ya Allah, what is the fire of the hereafter going to look like? If this is what the fire of the dunya looks like. It is the size of approximately one-third of the city of Ottawa. Okay, and Ottawa is pretty big. If you start all the way in the east, in Cumberland, and go all the way to the west here uh, around Carp, and then if you go down south, it's a large city. One-third of the size of the city of Ottawa is on fire. And this huge fire has engulfed the town and the surrounding area. Up to 90,000 people evacuated. Including the masjid in the city, which actually they had just they have started a, a, a building project like we want to do And they have a very nice plan actually for a very nice masjid, mashaAllah So they had just started that. There's approximately 10,000 Muslims in Fort McMurray Like many others, other businesses and other people and other places of worship, masajid, mosques in Edmonton have opened their doors to fleeing residents. And I especially want to uh, commend the uh, Muslim Association of Canada, MAC, who is very, very active uh, in various cities in, in, in Canada, including here in Ottawa, but particularly in, in Edmonton. And mashallah, is taking a, a leading role when it comes to providing relief uh, to, to, to the people. Today, we, the Canada Muslim Association, along with the all other members of, of the United Muslim Organizations of Ottawa and Gatineau, 12 organizations, are collecting funds to support relief efforts and, uh, for the people of Fort Macquarie. As Canadian Muslims, it is our duty to help our fellow citizens in need. So all funds collected today, inshallah, in the regular collection boxes, will be channeled through the Canadian Red Cross, and inshallah, the government will be matching donations dollar for dollar. And this is happening at all the masjids across Ottawa and Gatineau, alhamdulillah and um, the funds will be pooled together and will be presented on behalf of the Muslim community of ottawa Gadno. So please do contribute whatever you can. We make du'a, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant relief to all of those who are affected by this fire. May Allah azza wa jalla shower His mercy in the form of, of rain on the area. There is no forecast for rain for the next couple of days. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this fire and all the harmful fires of this world cool. May Allah azza wa Jal extinguish them completely. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from all the fires of this world and the fire of the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your contribution a means of protection for you and your loved ones from the torment of the fire. Amin ya rabbil alameen. We have, uh, speaking of Mac, we have uh, uh, an important announcement uh, from the Ottawa chapter of Mac. And it was it. alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We have a very short and very quick announcement today.